Good morning, church family. Everybody doing good today? Everybody feeling good? I think it's supposed to be cooler this week, if I'm not mistaken, so it may not be as hot this week, so I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to, to that. If you have your Bibles this morning, open up to Proverbs chapter 22. Uh, we will be in verses 17 through 21 this morning. And the title of this morning's message is this, this is how we grow in wisdom. Um, over the last few months, Pastor Doug has walked us through uh, the Proverbs and giving us different tips on this is how. And so when Pastor Doug came to me, he said, hey, I would like for you to preach this morning and uh, I would like for you to, to, to let the Lord speak to your heart between Proverbs 20 and Proverbs 24. And as I began to read the scriptures and as I began to study um, where God would want me to land, um, this section that we're looking at this morning, I couldn't move past it. I mean, I, I highlighted it, I marked it, and I said, okay, I'll keep reading. And I kept reading till I finished, and the Lord brought me back to this section of his word. And I have loved reading this section because I, I have drawn so much strength and encouragement from it. And so hopefully this morning, um, you will have that same type of encouragement from God's word. Um, if you're online this morning, we want to say welcome. We're so thankful that you're here. Um, and, and as we walk through this this morning, we're going to be talking about listening. And so we're going to be learning how to listen and how to um, move away from distractions. And so I know that as, as you're online, it's hard to do that, and even in this room. But my prayer this morning is this, is that we would tune our hearts to what God wants this morning that we would lean in and we would listen to his word and that we would leave this place changed not because of the words that a pastor says or because of the songs that we sing, but because of the person of Jesus Christ. Jesus is the answer to this world. His word is truth. It can be uh, held in high standard. It is infallible. It is the word of God. We can trust it. And so this morning as we read this scripture, I'm gonna, we're going to read this, and then I'm going to pray for us, and then we're going to jump right in. And so follow along, if you would, in Proverbs 22, 17 through 21. And it says this, Incline your ear, and hear the words of the wise, and apply your heart to my knowledge, for it will be pleasant if you keep them within you, if all of them are ready on your lips, that your trust may be in the Lord. I have made known to you today even to you. Have I not written for you 30 sayings of counsel and of knowledge to make you know what is right and true, that you may give a true answer to those who sent you? Father, as, as we read your word and as we open your word and teach it this morning, Father, would you uh, be glorified? God, would you in this room, as, as we hear your word taught, would you help our ears and our hearts to be attentive to what you would want to say to us? And Father, if there's someone in this room this morning that doesn't know you a Savior, Father, I pray that they would feel the drawing from you to give their lives and surrender to their whole heart to you this morning. Jesus, we know that we can do nothing apart from you, and so Father, we pray that you would move and that you would speak. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 
Anyone in this room ever have a hard time listening? Anyone in here have a hard time doing that? Um, I, I have a hard time sometimes. And what I found is, is I turned 43 on Tuesday. And for some of you, you're like, well, that's, you're just a young whippersnapper, all right? And for some of you, you're like, man, you're old. Um, for me, my ears feel really old. I have realized over the last year, I say this a lot, huh? Or what'd you say? Or... I didn't, hear, I didn't hear any of that. And so my wife is always like, would you just listen? And I'm like, okay. And so when I was a youth pastor, uh, which was three weeks ago, um, <laughs> I, even before this, years ago, I would, you could have a group of seven seventh grade girls in the room and they're all coming into my office and they're all like, this happened today, this happened today, this happened today, blah, 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 and you're just going back and forth. People that would be in my office would go, huh? And I would say, yeah, you need to do this better. You need to fix this. I understand. You need to dump him. You need to fix that. You know, I would walk through this whole thing, and I could understand every one of those conversations as they were being thrown at me. But I can't anymore. I noticed over the last year, I was like, what? Uh, I don't understand what you're saying. And so for me, uh, I had a good time where I was able to understand. I could listen without really paying attention sometimes. I could tell you exactly what each one of those girls was saying, and I think it was a gift. I'm not sure what kind of gift it was that God gave me then, but I'm glad that he gave it to me. But as I've gotten older, if I want to hear something, I really have to stop and I have to listen. And I have to give my full attention to whoever is speaking to me. I can't text on my phone. I can't watch TV or even be writing when someone's trying to speak to me. I have to give my full attention to whoever is speaking so that I can hear them. I have to put aside all the things that I'm doing, push them away, even though I may be busy, even though it may be that I don't want to have this conversation. But for me to hear what they are saying, I have to push them aside and I have to lean in and say, tell me what, what's going on. I have to listen. I'm at a point in my life where even when I'm driving down the road and I know that I need to turn in somewhere, I turn the radio down and I say, why did I do that? I need to listen. I need to be able to focus. And you're like, my wife's like, you're going to Carl's Jr. You go there every day. You're getting a, a biscuit there. You don't need to turn the radio down. Yeah, I got to focus, okay? I got to make sure that I do this right. I'm at the point of doing that in my life. And I'm sure if, I'm, if you're honest, some of you in here know exactly what I'm talking about. You do the exact same thing. But all joking aside in, the, in here this morning, I want you to understand that as we read this section of God's word, we can draw strength from the word of God. Let's this morning set aside the things that distract us. Let's lean in close and let's hear what the Lord has for us this morning over the next 20 minutes. Let's ask the Lord to speak to us through his word. So before we can gain the wisdom that God is calling us to have, we have to first do this. We first have to stop and listen. And point number one would be this. You need to incline your ear. In verses 17 and 20, um, it says this, Incline your ear and hear the words of the wise and apply your heart to my knowledge. Have I not written for you 30 sayings of counsel and of knowledge? So you may be saying to yourself this morning, what does that word incline mean? What does that look like? And it simply means this, to listen intently, to be receptive to what someone is saying. That phrase is used multiple times throughout God's word, and it is usually in reference to us listening to God. 
that we need to incline our ears to hear the Lord. So how do we, as believers in this room, how do we incline our ears to hear the words of the wise? We have to lean in close and listen. It has to be important to our lives. It has to be something that we cherish and that we value and that when we open God's word, we ask the Lord to speak to us. Not that we would finish on time or not that we would get through it so that we can move on to something else, but God, would you speak to me right now? Would you show me what you want out of your word and I won't move until you do? That I will read your word, that I will, I will grasp your word and it will change who I am. And this means this, that you have to ask the Lord for help. You have to ask him to lean in, for, you, for you to lean in and to hear exactly what he's saying. And that means taking each word that you read and asking, what's the purpose of this? Why is this word here? Why is he using the word incline in this moment? And so when you go back, let's go back to that verse 17, and let's just, let's just start with those first three words. And it says, incline your ear. And so the writer here, we, we think it's more of a, of a study that's speaking to students, that's speaking to someone to teach them wisdom from God's word. And so in this moment, you have this person speaking and they're saying, the very first thing, I want you to incline your ear. And what that means is, is be attentive because what I'm about to share from, for you is for your benefit to make much of who Jesus is. This is for your life. This is for you to be able to walk out of this place changed because of the person of Jesus Christ. And so when you read that, you understand it says incline your, it means Jeremy, incline your ear. It means you incline your ear. And then it says this, and hear. Not just lean in and not pay attention, not just lean in and try to take notes so that you can move on, but it says hear it. Hear the words that the, that the Lord is about to speak to your life. And then it happens this way. He says, and then the words of the wise, and then apply them to your heart, to your knowledge, so that you will have knowledge. We need to get to a point in our Christian walk where we read and we hear the word of God above the, mo above the noise of this world. We have tried to make truth our own in so many different ways. We run to what the news says is right. We run to what a person down the street says is right. We run to our friends. We run to all of these things. And then we try to figure out what we're supposed to do or how we're supposed to feel or how we're supposed to act. And then maybe we come back to the word of God and say, God, how can I fit you into this? When in reality, what needs to happen is, is we go to the word of God, ask him for his favor, ask him for his direction, ask him to bless our lives, and then go out and tell people and point them to the word of God, not to our own opinions. Because the word of God is truth and it never fails. It's not swayed by how I feel. It's not swayed by who I am. It is truth. And it can be trusted. And so when we read these scriptures, we need to incline ourselves to, to listen and hear the words and then apply them to our hearts. I think it's so amazing that when I speak to the Lord or you speak to the Lord, he hears you. Do you understand that? Are you hearing that this morning? The God that created this earth, he hears you. Not only does he hear you, he loves you. 
And not only does he love you, he wants to have a relationship with you. It blows me away that above everything, even, even the believers, that, are, that he hears my voice. That when I cry out to him, when I read his word, and I ask him for things that I don't understand, and he hears me, he is comforting me, he is walking with me, he is encouraging me. I don't ever want to lose sight of that. I don't ever want to walk this world going, man, I can do this on my own. I always want to be reminded that he loves me and that he has a plan for me and I can't do it apart from him. But there's another side of that too that I, I love is like he, that he hears me for this moment above everything else and everyone else. The Lord knows my voice and in the same way I want to know his voice. I want to hear him when he speaks to me. And how, do, how does that happen? How does that happen? By reading his word, by inclining my ear, by taking time to sit down and to, to cherish what we all talk about, that we say we stand upon the word of God, that we love this, that we read it, that we take time to spend time in it, and we ask the Lord to speak to us. We know the word, we know that the voice of the Lord when we're reading his scriptures. He jumps out and it speaks to us. Just like when I was reading this section, it was almost like that whole section just kind of came out and bold. And it was like the Lord was saying, you need to hear this today. Stop what you're doing. Go shut your door and sit down with me and let me encourage you this morning. I want to hear the Lord's voice. And when you read God's word, we need to slow down and we need to lean in and we need to listen to what God has for us. And so when we listen, when we do those things, here's what happens we want to listen and we want to hear an external thing in our life. The ears are in the external. We want that to move past our ears into the internal, which is our heart. We want it to be more than just head knowledge. We want it to be more than just thoughts. We want it to be what rules our life. We want our decisions. We want our lives. We want the things that we do to be ruled by the word of God. And so it moves past just listening, just hearing into the knowledge and the wisdom so that I can live the way that God has called me to live. That hearing and reading the word moves past just something you do just to be a part of your life, but it leads you to enjoying God's word. Not that it's a chore to spend time in God's word, but that you enjoy spending time with your father. That you enjoy waking up or you enjoy, before you go to bed, sitting with him and just saying, God, I am frustrated. I don't understand these things. I don't know what's going on, but here's the one thing that I do. God, your word is truth. And I can lean on that. I can find comfort in that. Even when everything around me seems to be failing, your word never fails. Your word never fails. And so that hearing, it leads you to this wisdom, and that wisdom is not just for your own head, but it's for you to go and to share the gospel. Jesus has changed my life, and if you're a Christ follower in this room, he has changed your life. You need to share that. And before you can share that, you need to grow in that. You need to grow in your wisdom. You need to grow in your strength. You need to grow in God's word so that when you do go out and share the gospel, it's on your lips. You can't help but speak about what God is doing. You can't help but in your conversations, just it always seems to turn back to, well, here's what God is doing in my, in my life. You have to apply the word of God. In Psalms 119, verse nine, it says this, how can a young man keep his way pure? by guarding it according to your word. 
With my whole heart I seek you. Let me not wander from your commandments. And you jump down to verses 15 and 16, and it says, I will meditate on your word, on your statutes. Or sorry, I will meditate on your precepts, and I will fix my eyes on your ways, and I will delight in your statutes. And here's the last part. I want you guys to hear this this morning. I will not forget your word. I will not forget your word. And how do we not forget the word? By hearing it taught, by surrounding ourselves with people who, who believe and who know the word of God, who encourage us, but also in our own lives that we challenge ourselves to understand and to read God's word for more than just a quick fix, but that it becomes who we are. When we stop and we listen and we use our eyes to read, when we take, um, take in what God is saying and then we let it fill our hearts, here's what happens. There becomes pleasure that comes out of that. And so we can trust and we can walk in the Lord even more because the knowledge is not just the head knowledge. It is something that moves our heart to be people who want to see others come to know Jesus. It shapes us. In verse 20, we, we, we just read there, it says, um, in verse 20, it says, have I not written you 30 sayings of counsel and of knowledge? And so we have this, this beautiful picture there. And so what that's doing is it's, it doesn't tell us what that is right there. But what it, what it does show is it's setting the scene from Proverbs chapter 22, verse 17, all the way through Proverbs 24, verse 22, you find those 30 sayings of what wisdom is. See, the writer here, he's, he's encouraging us not just to hear what he's saying here, but he's saying continue on and read. Let the word uh, dwell richly in you. Let it be the thing that comes out of you. And so if you're seeking wisdom, if you're seeking those things to change your heart, it starts with this, with you inclining your ear each day to hear the Lord, uh, pushing aside distractions and asking the Lord to speak truth into your heart. And here's the thing, no matter how hard it is or no matter how deep it cuts, it's good to be in the presence of the Lord because he is faithful and he is just. He loves you and he has a plan for your life. So when we read the word, when we incline our hearts to the word of God, here's what should come out of it. When that wisdom comes, when we, when we start filling our lives with wisdom that changes us, it should move to point number two. We should learn to trust the Lord more. We shouldn't just stay in the area of our life where we've always been, but we should really step out and say, okay, God, my life isn't about me anyways. God, you're the King of kings, you're the Lord of lords. Help me to trust you more. And in verses 18 and 19, it says, for it will be pleasant if you keep them within you, if all of them are ready on your lips. And I want you to hear this, circle this, whatever you do on your, on your Bibles or your Kindle, whatever it is, that your trust this is, the, this is the meat, this is the, the part of this that you need to really hear is that your trust may be from the Lord. You lean in to hear God's word because you want to trust the Lord more. You share the gospel because you want to trust the Lord more. You want your life to be about trusting Jesus. And that's why we do that. That's why we seek to trust him. We want a deeper trust in the Lord. And the writer reminds us that in this main point of the section that we should trust the Lord. And that word Lord there means Yahweh. That means the God of gods, the King of kings, the Lord of lords. He is who he says he is. He was here before all of this. And he's saying you can trust that God. 
And that when we read or we hear the word of the Lord, we are to incline our ears so that our hearts may be filled with knowledge, asking the Lord to help us put on and completely trust him for his glory and not mine. That as we hear and we gain knowledge, it should lead to trusting the Lord daily. So you may be sitting out there saying, how do I do that? Man, I'm, I'm having a good time in God's word. I'm, I'm enjoying God's word, but it's not, I haven't really stepped out and trusted him in faith on a lot of things. And what I say is, is you take that first step and trust the Lord. I guess God, whatever it is that he's called you, if he's called you to talk to that neighbor and you're scared to death to talk to that neighbor, how about you do this? You spend time in God's word, you incline your ear, and then you say, okay, God, I'm gonna trust that you're gonna give me the words today. God, would you just use me? You know, a few weeks ago, I was, I was moved, transitioned into a new role, which I'm really excited about. I love the fact that I'm gonna get to be able to be a part of the community a little bit more, that I'll get to, to minister in new and unique ways around our church. I'm also excited about the media side. We have a great media team that's up in that booth right now that do this week in, week out, and I'm thankful for them. I'm thankful for that, but you know, for me, when Doug came to me and talked to me at first about it, I was a little nervous. I'm still nervous because I've been a youth pastor for 21 years. That's all I've ever done. Like when I was in college, I was a youth pastor. While everybody else was doing other things, I was serving at a church making $75 a week in Yukon, Oklahoma, driving back and forth with no, with no heater. I'm not trying to make you feel sad, but I'm just saying, that was my college life. I've always done youth ministry. And I'll tell you, it is a scary thought to think I'm stepping out of something that I know that I feel like that I'm decent at and saying, God, you're gonna have to make a way for this new way because I can't do it on my own. And see, those are the little steps, like even for me as a minister who's been doing this for a long time, I'm scared to death to do those things. But do you know what happens when I feel that way or I feel discouraged or I feel like maybe I'm not the right person to do whatever it is? I go back to God's word and he reminds me nobody was. God, just, God said, I'm gonna choose to use you and I'm gonna walk alongside of you. I'm gonna encourage you and it's not going to be you doing those things, but it's going to be him faithfully working through us. And then I rest in that. And you should rest in that as well. That we may speak and that it would be joyful and that it would be pleasant on our lips. And as we walk this life, as we apply the knowledge of the Lord and as we see his plans unfold, and the word of God must be the center of who we are. Even when the world seems out of control, that trust in the Lord helps us even more. We see our jobs, we see our lives, we see our friends, we see those around us differently. When we trust the Lord, we see them the way that Jesus does. And when we choose to trust the Lord, we begin to value people and situations as God does. We try and not miss the moments that God has given us. Learning to trust the Lord more allows freedom in our lives that can only be found in him. It reminds us that he is working in us, and if he is working in us, we can trust him. And this leads to our final point is this. Once we begin this process of reading God's word, once we begin this process of inclining our ears into God's word, once we do that and the knowledge begins to form in our hearts, it causes a trust that continues to grow as we walk with Jesus then it leads to this last point. We learn how to speak. And I love that that's the last point that the writer here is, is, is giving us. He says in verse 21, to make you know what is right and true, that you may give a true answer to those who sent you. 
When I was younger, I liked to talk a lot. Uh, when I was in kindergarten, going through kindergarten through sixth grade, my wife over here, uh, no, she wasn't my wife then, but my mom, and uh, my mom would say to me, she would say, you know, here's your report card on the back of it. It says, you talk too much. You need to stop doing that. Now, I'm, if you want to know how I was as a kid, Merritt, my youngest over here, I'm about a carbon copy of Merritt as a child. But as I've grown older, as I've grown older in my life, I've learned to kind of slow down and not speak so much. And what, what, what happened in my life was this, is that sometimes even as a youth pastor and even as a young adult, my mouth got ahead of what God truly wanted. The older I've gotten, the thing that I've found is this, and I want you guys to hear this and we're done. I want to listen more. I want to be slow to speak. I want to make sure that what I say lines up with what God wants, not just something I think a person needs to hear. Like I don't, I know that people are frustrating on Facebook. I know people are frustrating on, on Twitter. I know that they're frustrating and people are throwing out all different things, but it doesn't do us any good to go and combat and be negative towards those people. What I do is this, I go back to the word of God and I say, God, can you fix my heart? Because my anger towards this, I want to say this. And what God always shows me when I go back to his word is this, is that you are a sinner in need of grace. And yet while you were sinning, Christ died for you and he has given you life because you have surrendered it to him. Don't forget that. Don't forget that. And so when I want to go back, I'm like, ah, I can't say anything because, man, God's word penetrates our hearts. We need to be slow to speak. And then when we do speak in that verse, it says to make you know what is right and true, that you may give a true answer to those who sent you. So when the word of God is, is dwelling richly inside of you, when you've inclined your ear to what the Lord has, whenever you are trusting that knowledge, whenever you step out on faith and trust, then it gets to the point when you speak, you don't speak about who you are, but you speak about who Jesus is in you. And you remind the people and you remind your friends and you remind those that are around you that I am a sinner in need of grace and that grace came from Jesus Christ. And so when I speak, it's not filled from who I am, it's filled from who God is in me and he gives me the words to speak so that I don't speak in anger, I don't speak from my own opinion, I don't speak to cause division, but I speak to edify the people and the church so that in the hopes that I will be able to share the gospel with them one day. And this proverb right here is pointing us back to that point is that it is a cycle. It is what we're called to do as the church. The proverb leads us to a deeper walk with Jesus and it should cause our hearts to align with our mouth as we speak. And when we speak, we are to share the good news that Jesus has changed and radically changed our lives. And we trust it and we walk in it and we tell people about this great God that we serve in hopes that this, that when we share the gospel with you, when you go out to your works and out to your places of, of business, that you share the gospel with someone else in hopes that they come to know Jesus, then this process starts again. 
that they would incline their ear to hear the Lord, that they would incline their ear to find wisdom in their hearts, and that that wisdom would lead to trusting Jesus more, and then finally for that person to share the gospel again. That's what it's about. And that's what we're to be about. We don't read the word just for head knowledge. We read the word so that we would be transformed so that this world can see how great Jesus is. And this morning, if you're in this, in this room and you're saying, I don't know Jesus. You're in this room this morning and you're saying, I don't, I don't understand what you're talking about, about inclining my ear to this God. I'm here to tell you that he is in this room. And he is asking for you to surrender your life to him. In Romans 10, 9 through 10, it says, because if you confess your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with the heart one believes and is justified and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. You can know Jesus this morning. As I was preparing this message and and walking through this, I always listen to music. And Shane and Shane have an album out called Vintage. And I put the song on my Facebook, but it's a song called Knowing You. And it was a huge part in my life whenever I was 13 or 14 years old. I heard this song uh, later on, and it, it really impacted me. And as I was listening to those words and as I was preparing this message, the Lord just kept bringing me back to this, this song. And so last night as I was praying in my office, I looked at the words again, and I want to read those to you, and then we're going we're gonna to close. And it says this, Now my heart's desire is to know you more, to be found in you and to be known as yours, to possess by faith what I could not earn, all surpassing gift of righteousness. For knowing you, Jesus, knowing you, there is no greater thing. You are my all, you are my best, you are my joy, my righteousness, and I love you, Lord. And so when you hear those words, it's almost as if the, 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 the person writing this proverb to us is saying, God's word is it. You value it, you love it, and you make it the treasure of your heart. If you want to come to know Jesus or you need to, to visit with someone about what that looks like, we're going to be outside doors 2 and outside doors 10. You can have the opportunity to give your life to Jesus this morning, to this God that we've been talking about all morning long. So I'm going to pray for us. And if the Lord is, is dealing with you, I'll be at the front or you can go out either side. But let the word of Christ dwell richly in you this week. Father, thank you. God, I don't understand all of this. And it's, sometimes it's, a, it's such a crazy thing to, to, to read your word and, and to know that you love me and that you have a plan for me and that you have a plan for us. But Father, help us to, to, to listen to your word God, help it to penetrate our hearts. Help us to trust you more so that we can share the good news that your son came here to die for us and to offer us salvation. Jesus, you're good to us and we love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen.